Welcome to the Celtics Pod, Eric Vandenbosch, first ever Celtics Pod. This is actually my first podcast period, so we'll have to see how this goes. I'm Eric Vandenbosch from 92.9 The Ticket in Bangor, Maine. And uh, I've actually been thinking about doing a uh, fantasy football podcast as well. So, But like I said, first ever podcast, so I think we'll start with some baby steps. Uh, maybe get into fantasy football later. And it's actually, you know, fantasy football changes all the time. There's so much news that comes out on a daily basis. So it might actually be easier to do a fantasy podcast at this point. You know, instead of like we're at Celtics offseason here and all the major moves seem to be over. So maybe some more content uh, with the fantasy. Although I suppose right now with the Celtics, there is a lot to talk about. Why uh, Offseason's been pretty wild. So... Really, over the last couple of you know weeks or months or whatever the heck it's been, there's been so much stuff going on. Players that we know leaving the team, uh, players uh, coming to the team. Some guys we you know really wanted, some guys we knew a ton about, like Gordon Hayward, and then some other guys we didn't know uh, that much about, and they are now joining the team. Stuff like Aaron Baines. You know, I didn't know a ton about Aaron Baines, and now I like him. <laughs> um, but roster, yes, it looks different. So some of the guys who were gone, or I guess all the guys who were gone, Avery Bradley, Gerald Green, Jonas Jurebko, Amir Johnson, Jordan Mickey, Kelly Olenek, James Young, uh, Tyler Zeller. So there's some big names in there. There's like a lot of fan favorites in there. I think if you're a Celtics diehard, uh, maybe you are, you know, maybe you were big on Jonas Jurebko, Amir Johnson. And I think for the most part, everybody's like big on Avery Bradley. Even the more casual Celtics fans really appreciate his ability to uh, play defense and shoot the ball, and he's just a great two-way player. So uh, he will be missed, obviously. New players, though, this is cool. I'm a fan of new players, man, because like when it comes to sports, I love it when there are new guys. It's just like it makes the team a little bit different, gives, gives it a different look compared to the year before. And, hey, I think different look is kind of an understatement. Um, new players, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Abdul Nader, Shemi Ojale, Aaron Baines, Ante Zizic, Daniel Tice, Gershon Yabusele. Uh, so Brad Stevens, he doesn't look at basketball positions in the traditional one through five. Brad has three groups of players. He's got ball handlers, wings, and bigs. So your ball handler is going to be IT, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. Uh, wings, Gordon Hayward, Jay Crowder, Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Abdul Nader, Shemi Ojale, uh, Biggs, Horford Baines, Zizic, Tice, uh, Gershon Yabusele. So the Wings, now we have all these forwards, right? There is a logjam. How did this happen? We went from having to all of the – we had all these guards – you know, first we didn't need Markel Fultz because we had four good guards who got a lot of minutes last year. So it was position in need. We got Jason Tatum. We didn't need Markel Fultz because we had the guards. And now look what happened. Now we have Jason Tatum and I have people telling me, whoa, they should have taken Markel Fultz. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot to like about Jason Tatum and uh, we'll get into that. And as far as the wings, you can't have enough wings, right? I mean... There's seven guys there that I just rattled off, but like, you know, we're going to be covering like shooting guard, small forward, power forward. So we need numbers there. And these are guys who are very versatile. They're interchangeable. So these guys can play multiple positions. 
And like I said, there's seven of these dudes, but they're not all going to get a ton of playing time. Like, I don't know how much playing time Abdul Nader is going to get. Uh, he did score the ball pretty well in Summer League. But we will uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so the versatility of the Wings... Like I said, they can cover multiple positions offensively and defensively. Uh, they added a ton of skill offensively. So that's something that the Celtics are going to have next season that they haven't had with Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah's been like their one consistent scorer, the one guy who can create his own shot. Now they're going to have several guys like that. They're going to have Gordon Hayward who can create his own shot. Um Jason Tatum can certainly do that. If you weren't familiar with him at Duke, I wasn't. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. That's one of the reasons why I actually like Summer League. Everyone always, you know, talks crap about Summer League, and I get it. The basketball is terrible, but I watch it for specific players because, like I said, I don't watch a lot of college. So this is a chance for me to see uh, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, and uh, I really enjoyed watching those guys. But the skill offensively, so you're going to add – uh, Tatum and you're going to add Hayward and there there have been times over the last couple of years where Isaiah Thomas uh, either the defense is limiting him or he's on the bench or whatever and Isaiah's not scoring and then the offense like goes into this drought and uh, the offense isn't playing very well so I think now with Gordon Hayward if if IT's not on the floor you can get points from Hayward you can get Tatum come in off the bench maybe be a spark or something like that and of course if you have Hayward and Thomas on the floor at the same time you know that's obviously going to open up offense for both of those guys because these are both guys that uh, the defense has to be aware of and they have to game plan for both of these guys so they'll play off one another the Celtics are going to score a ton of points next year it's going to be a lot of fun uh, watching the Celtics. I like I like the small ball. I like the up-tempo. And I like watching them jack up all the threes. I know a lot of people complain about the threes. Um, people do complain about all the threes they take in the NBA, Celtics included. But, you know, when you got guys who are shooting 40% from three-point range, I mean, how can you really argue when guys are knocking them down at that rate? I mean, obviously not everybody's doing it. Uh, not everybody's shooting 40% from three-point range. And it's not, and we're not looking for just bring the ball down the floor, make one pass, and shoot a three. You know, we're looking for ball movement. Uh, we're looking for open shots, guys passing up on a three to, you know, give the ball to somebody else who has a better look, that sort of thing. So, but whatever. I mean, these uh, these wings, back to the wings, and all of the things that they add. Um, you also get size and length. Some of these guys are like six seven, six eight, six nine. Uh, they've added uh, toughness. They've added physicality. Joining Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart, you now have Aaron Baines. You have Marcus Morris as well. So I think the Celtics are going to be a tougher team, more physical, maybe pushing some guys around, playing bully ball. A uh, better rebounding team as well, I believe, because you know they added size, length, and athleticism with the wings, and rebounding is a team activity. It's a team sport, so everybody needs to to chip in. You know, and uh, Aaron Baines specifically should help in the rebounding department. Celtics horrible rebounding the ball last season. 27th in the NBA in rebounding, pretty bad. And it's not like it was, it's not like they were quietly a crappy rebounding team. It was glaring, it was obvious. So they should be able to get out of that bottom, 
you know, five rebounding teams or whatever it is. So it, just because of the size and length of the wings and then Aaron Baines and Al Horford was your leading rebounder for the Celtics last year. 6.8 points per game, your starting center. Uh, 6.8 rebounds. 11.8 uh, total rebounding percentage. This is bad. It's not very good. Uh, in comparison, uh, Aaron Baines, while he was on the floor last year, his total rebounding percentage was 15.6. So that's already better than Al Horford's uh, 11.8. And Baines is doing this despite being out there on the court with Andre Drummond, who's just like bogarting all of the rebounds. 25% uh, total rebounding percentage for Andre Drummond. And, you know, the boards per game probably gives you like a better idea of uh, what's actually going on out there. Andre Drummond uh, averaging 13.8 rebounds per game, again compared to 6.8 for Horford. So he basically doubled up the number of rebounds that Al Horford was getting. So And they're, they're different players. So, you know, and Andre Drummond is just a fantastic, you know, rebounding big man. But the Celtics, they, they need the help on the boards. And, you know, having Baines, I think, allows you to match up much better against some of those better rebounders. And in that Cleveland matchup uh, versus Tristan Thompson, Aaron Baines should help out uh, quite a bit. So they'll be a better rebounding team. They'll probably still get out-rebounded versus Cleveland, but they're not going to be like one of the five worst rebounding teams in the league. So getting back to the forwards, because that's what we're all about, Brad Stevens. We love... Uh, we love stockpiling these forwards. Uh, Gordon Hayward, all-star season last year, 22 points per game. He can play multiple positions. According to Danny Ainge, he can play one through four. We know he can handle the ball. He can play off the ball. He can create his own shot. He's taking uh, capable of taking over stretches of games. Also an unselfish player. And I hate to see Avery Bradley go, but I'm going to compare... Gordon Hayward to uh, Avery Bradley because you had to move Avery Bradley to clear cap space for Gordon Hayward. And I know there's a ton of people uh, who I've heard, you know, podcasts, reading stuff or talking to friends or whatever. And they're like, Gordon Hayward's a good pickup, but at what cost, Eric? At what cost? You know, they had to, you know, they had to get rid of a lot of these guys uh, to fit Gordon Hayward under the cap. And despite losing certain players, I mean, they're still a better team. Um, Gordon Hayward is a better player than Avery Bradley. You know, again, it came down to cap space, so they had to move him. And then, of course, with Isaiah Thomas, he has an expiring contract next year. Obviously, they're going to prioritize IT over Avery. Avery's got an expiring contract as well. So he was going to go at some point. Uh, what better time to do it? Then at a time when you need to clear cap space for a guy who scores more than 20 points per game and is coming off an all-star year. Uh, Avery, not to minimize what Avery did as a Boston Celtic. Everybody loves Avery. He was the longest tenured Celtic on the team. Uh, fantastic guy. I think that's like, like when people talk about Avery Bradley, before they get into like he's a two-way player, he can shoot the ball. Before they get into that stuff, they're like, first of all, I'm going to say Avery Bradley is just an awesome human being. You know, just does things the right way. A guy that everybody wants. A, like, a, like a guy that every coach wants on his basketball team. So yeah, that has to be included in the conversation about Avery Bradley. The Celtics have, uh, you know, they've got a good locker room. 
They don't have like off the court issues and drama and stuff like that. Players seem to get along. And Avery is a part of that. And when Isaiah Thomas lost his sister when she passed away, uh, Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas are friends. And Avery seemed like he was really there for Isaiah Thomas, you know, there to be a friend and there, you know, for support, you know. Because at that point, it's like it was really Isaiah Thomas's sister passing away was terrible. I mean, obviously, the guy lost his sister and losing a family member, it stings. You know, it, it sucked for Celtics fans to be so excited about the playoffs and you watch them win 53 games and you watch them, watch them, you know, hustle their butts off and really work for the number one seed. And the playoffs are finally here. You're so excited. And then your star player's sister dies. So we were so excited for the playoffs. And now all of a sudden the games don't really even matter at this point. Like now it's about, you know, our favorite player, you know, Avery's teammate. It's more about, you know, some things that are more important than sports or whatever. And Avery was a guy who was there for IT. But as far as Avery as a basketball player goes, great two-way player, elite on-ball defender, elite perimeter defender. He can guard uh, elite guards like uh, Kyrie Irving. The stuff that he's been able to do against Kyrie Irving in the past has just been unbelievable. Kyrie Irving has awesome handles. That guy is so much fun to watch. Uh, he can, like, fake anybody out of their sneakers, and Avery Bradley frustrated him at times. So Avery's defense is just, you know, phenomenal, obviously. Great on-ball defender. And even versus some of the wings, too. Like, he really frustrated Jimmy Butler uh, versus Chicago in the playoffs. And then he's a good shooter, uh, makes hard cuts to the basket. He is fantastic off the ball, but not as versatile as Gordon Hayward. Certainly can't play one through four. Uh, he's not a ball handler like uh, Hayward, not as good of a ball handler as Hayward, uh, not as versatile. He can't create his own shot like Hayward can. Avery is, you know, great shooting off dribble handoffs, shooting off screens, though. Um, the size, there is a size difference between the two. You get more size and length with Gordon. He's six foot eight. Avery is six foot two. But anyway, want to get back to the wings, the wings that are on the team. Uh, Jason Tatum, he adds size. He's tall, six foot eight. That's taller than me by a lot. Uh, he can handle the ball. He can score. He can create his own shot. He's got that one-legged fadeaway, which is just awesome to watch. Stuff like that makes basketball fun to watch. When you got, you know, guys like Jason Tatum creating his own shot, and then you've got IT attacking the basket, and you've got Gordon Hayward who can do a bunch of stuff. I mean, this is going to be fun. Um, but Tatum, he can get to the basket. He can post up smaller players. He can stretch the bigs. He's going to get playing time like right away just based on his offense. His offense is so polished for 19 years old. Um, he can be a little bit of a spark off the bench. 17 points per game, three games in Vegas. Also eight boards, uh, 18 and nine in three games in Utah. Tatum's defense, uh, Brad Stevens said that he's really encouraged or he was really encouraged by Tatum's defense at Summer League. Uh, he said Tatum can defend one through four. He's going to have to build some muscle, though. Tatum knows that. He has acknowledged it. He maybe is working out right now. Um, but obviously, it's going to be more physical in the NBA. And he needs to uh, extend his range as well. He attempted just three three-pointers in Vegas over three games. 
three three-pointers. I don't know how many three-pointers per game he'll average attempts, but, I mean, it will be at least three per game depending on, you know, how many minutes he gets. Either way, it's the NBA. He's going to shoot more than three three-pointers over the course of three games. Uh, went two for three, by the way, in summer league. So statistically, he is off to a fantastic start in his pro career. Uh, he could be a star. Now, the Celtics do have three all-star caliber players right now in IT, Hayward, and Horford. So that's three good players. Not enough to beat Golden State, obviously. Uh, maybe not enough to beat Cleveland. I think most people are – basically most people seem to say the Celtics got better in the offseason – they caught up to Cleveland a little bit, but Cleveland is still better. You know, some people say Cleveland's, you know, still significantly better. Better rebounding team. Celtics improved there a little bit, but probably better rebounding team. Um, you know, they're the team with the playoff experience. Uh, they still have, for now, they still have LeBron James. And, you know, Cleveland just destroyed the Celtics last season. But, okay, so the three stars. That's not good enough. To be Golden State, what about four stars? What if they had, you know, a fourth star on their team? And what if that fourth star is Jason Tatum? He looks like he could develop into a star player. He's certainly off to a good start. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the Celtics, you know, success or their ability to become a true uh, contender, that probably hinges on the development of Jalen and uh, Jason Tatum. Because I'm, Jason Tatum could develop into a really nice player, but if he if he can do that and get to an All Star caliber level while we still have Al Horford, It Gordon Hayward, then maybe now we're talking NBA championship, uh, maybe. And Jalen Brown, I mean, if he develops too, I want to see that starting lineup of It Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Al Horford. Obviously, Jalen at two, Tatum at four. I mean, Jalen's supposed to be able to play the two. Tatum is supposed to be able to play the four at some point. So that that lineup seems reasonable to me. I don't. It's it's not going to happen opening night. I don't know if it will happen during the course of this season, but I think it will at some point, and that means that things are going well uh, with Brown and Tatum. It means they're developing if they get into the starting lineup, obviously. And Jalen already has experience starting and filling in for, uh, Avery when Avery got hurt last season. Yeah. So, I mean, he could start opening night at the two, obviously Marcus Smart is an option. I like Marcus off the bench as a ball handler. Uh, he showed at times last year that he's really developed that skill. Uh, but Marcus, I mean, he might start at the two opening night. He'll certainly play there at times. And obviously, if you've got IT out there, who's not a great defender, uh, who's like 5'9", you may need, you know, Marcus out there and his ability to guard some of the, uh, you know, better guards in the NBA. So uh, Jalen's defense, uh, obviously, you know, he's going to be he's going to have to guard ones. So he didn't guard a ton of ones last season. He did guard twos. He guarded some ones in summer league, including Markel Fultz. And Steven says that Jalen is athletic enough to guard ones. And he said that he's in his second year now. We're going into his second season, so he knows the system. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like that's something he's going to be asked to do. Uh, he did spend a little time versus the ones last season. I did watch a clip uh, the other night online, uh, Celtics uh, Warriors last season. And it was just one clip, just one possession. But Jalen was all over Steph Curry, just like 
sticking to him like glue, fighting over the tops, the screens, just like Marcus would do, and just, you know, right up on Steph Curry. So I, I guess he's capable of doing it. He's got good size, six foot seven. You know, he could frustrate some, uh, some ones with that size. Alonzo Ball is 6'6", by the way, so uh, that should be a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, Jalen offensively, very athletic, very quick, good in transition. He can attack the basket, uh, great leaper. He's got good hang time. Remember uh, that play uh, versus the Lakers last season, he got the alley-oop from Avery Bradley. He catches the ball midair, and then midair switches hands and lays it in. It was just like it was one of the best plays of the season. And Jalen shooting the ball, he was a better shooter last year than many people anticipated because he didn't shoot the ball very well in his season at Cal. He shot 29% from three-point range at Cal, shot 34% in his first season as a Celtic. So 34%, not bad. Uh, Jalen shot 45% overall last season, so that's not bad. Um, he did turn the ball over a ton in summer league. He tends to dribble himself into trouble. So obviously he has some work to do offensively. He did handle the ball at summer league and he did look, you know, comfortable doing that. Uh, so starting lineup, a lot of people like to weigh in on this because it's interesting. They have so many different players, um, who could crack the starting lineup and they have so many guys who are going to be involved uh, it's fun to project who will be in the starting lineup. I'm going to go with Isaiah, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jay Crowder, Al Horford. I guess, I don't know, maybe if I was going to go opening night, starting five, maybe i put Marcus in there at number two. Uh, but anyway, uh, so if you include Jalen, you got your wings, uh, Brown, Hayward, and Crowder. And you got good size there, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 a lot of athleticism. You got defensive versatility too, because when these guys are switching defensively, if they can guard multiple positions and they may have a size advantage on at some of these matchups, I mean, they can switch defensively and still be in a good position. And then you know you still have um, wings that I didn't mention. You know, Marcus Morris, Jason Tatum, Abdul Nader, Shemi Ojale. Morris, six foot nine, brings toughness and. You know, versatility on offense and defense. I think I read something from somebody who said that uh, Marcus Morris was their best perimeter defender last season in Detroit. And he can stretch the floor, too. He shot 35%, like I said, well, for his career. And with Kelly Olynyk gone, I mean, you know, Kelly's a good player. He can stretch the floor. Last season, he only shot 35% from three-point range, and that was a step back because the year before – 40%. But anyway, I mean, he's a stretch big. Uh, he's a good passer. Uh, he did lead the team in uh, total rebounding percentage last season. So there is some production there that you're going to have to make up. And I think between Aaron Baines and uh, Marcus Morris, you're going to be able to make that up. You know, because Marcus Morris can shoot the three. So can Jay Crowder. They can both stretch the floor. Uh, Marcus Morris, like I said, 35% for his career from three, 35% last year from Kelly. And then the total rebounding percentage, Kelly led the team in that category, but it wasn't even as good as Aaron Baines playing with Andre Drummond in Detroit. Uh, some of the other um, wings, 
uh, Shemi Ojale, uh, another versatile defender who actually uh, guarded uh, fives in summer league. So this guy can shoot the three, and he apparently is a really good defender and extremely versatile. I think Brad Stevens might marry him. Obviously, we know that Brad Stevens is really big on these versatile defenders. So, uh, Shemi Ojale, he actually said that Ojale coming in day one will be one of the team's best defenders. So, I like the the size and the versatility of you know the wings. They can create matchup nightmares for opposing defenses. You know, post up smaller defenders, stretch the bigs. They can switch defensively and you know still have favorable matchups. So. Brad Stevens is going to have, like, a ton of different options. He'll probably tinker with the starting lineup. We'll probably see different guys playing different combinations and stuff like that. But it'll be fun to see uh, Brad Stevens do his thing, and it should be fun to watch uh, Isaiah Thomas and uh, Gordon Hayward play together on the same team. Glad uh, Danny Ainge was able to pull that off. And Gordon Hayward, man, plenty of reason to... Uh, to come to Boston, really. I mean, with the Western Conference so stacked the way that it is, it'll be easier for Gordon Hayward to make the playoffs every year and not only do that, but also go deep into the playoffs. And to become an all-star, too. I mean, you have so many stars out West, Jimmy Butler and Paul George now, so Gordon Hayward should be able to make the all-star team playing for the Celtics. And uh, Isaiah Thomas... You know, got to resign Isaiah. I, that's an interesting conversation because, you know, on one hand, it's like he's the heart and soul of the team. And you don't make it to the playoffs in each of the last three years without him. You don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Uh, Two-time All-Star, All-NBA second team, uh, you know, 29 points per game. Uh, he was in the uh, MVP race for a while. So, but... Some people point out, you know, if they re-sign Isaiah Thomas and he gets a max contract, I mean, you can only spend so much money. So this is this is it, you know. And people want that transcendent player. I get it. People want to win a title. I would love to see the Celtics win a title with Isaiah Thomas. I really would. Merrick Vandenbosch, that is it for me. First ever Celtics pod. We'll have another one here coming up uh, pretty soon. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, this is a good platform for me because all my friends are like, you know, football fanatics and stuff like that. You know, when we hang out, they're like, oh, boy, here's Eric. going to talk about the Celtics now. You know, and I try and sneak it into the conversation and stuff like that. Like, if I'm talking to a friend on the phone, I'll start off, you know, with some basic questions like, so how are the kids doing? What's going on with work? And then I'll just ease into that Celtics talk. And before they know it, they're trapped into it. So, all right. Merrick Vandenbosch, I'll be back here pretty soon. Take her easy, go seize. Player, I get it. People want to win a title. I would love to see the Celtics win a title with Isaiah Thomas. I really would. Merrick Vandenbosch, that is it for me. First ever Celtics pod. We'll have another one here coming up uh, pretty soon. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, this is a good platform for me because all my friends are like, you know, football fanatics and stuff like that. You know, when we hang out, they're like, oh, boy, here's Eric. Going to talk about the Celtics now. You know, and I try and sneak it into the conversation and stuff like that. Like, if I'm talking to a friend on the phone. I'll start off, you know, with some basic questions like, so how are the kids doing? 
going on with work, and then I'll just ease into that Celtics talk. And before they know it, they're trapped into it. So, all right, Merrick Vandenbosch, I'll be back here pretty soon. Take her easy. Go Seas.